Hey all you guys, gals, and nine binary pals. Uh, so the third debate is over. How'd it go? Well, so overall, I think, well, Trump, I think Trump did a better job than in the first debate. I think when Trump came up on stage that first time, uh, he came across as even more so than usual, a very, very aggressive uh, president. Somebody who would talk, shout over the moderator, uh, by and someone who was acting completely out of line. In this debate, I think he tried to turn it around and become uh, someone that people view more amicably. Specifically, I think his debate preparation team probably pulled him aside and told him, uh, look, man, you got to get a grip on this or you're going to lose the election. So he did, uh, at least to start with. He spoke a lot more quietly. He was a lot more soft-spoken overall. He didn't interrupt Biden as much as the debate went on that changed. And the reason that changed is that Biden started from the opposite position as he was in the previous debates. So while previously Biden was sort of just uh, being a little, sort of taking the high road with Trump, not really shouting over him, not really shouting over the moderator, here he went on the offensive big time. He came after Biden-Trump hard on the deaths of 220,000 Americans, asserting that anybody who is responsible for that many deaths should not remain as president. And I mean, that's true. That's valid. Nobody who's done that much, nobody who's caused that much damage should have the right to continue to be in office. And yet he still is. And yet Americans are continuing to vote for him and try to vote for him and looking to vote for him. And there's... He... He attacked him also on his tax returns. And... The, this was, so, watching the debates, I've often gotten the feeling that it was kind of like watching two people yell against two brick walls, or rather, two people talk and hold entirely different debate, different conversations with, two, two different people hold two entirely different conversations with the person they think the other one is. Joe Biden having a conversation with a hypothetical decent man, Donald Trump, who can actually recognize or at least feel accountability for the things he's done. And Trump trying to paint Biden as a corrupt politician and treat him as though basically he was in the same position as Hillary Clinton was uh, years ago. Treat him as though as he has FBI investigations going on. Treat him as though he has corruption. Treat him as though he was facing the same opponent he was previously, trying to paint Biden as a politician. And the reality is that's not that that's not a full picture of why Biden's running in this election. And it's so I think I think there are a lot of little details to this debate. I think there are a lot of little details and those little details matter. The little things the candidate said matter, but I want to pose a question, and that question is, we are living under a presidency that has killed 220,000 American people. We are living under a presidency that has killed many in its own ranks, uh, many in its own campaigns, such as Herman Cain. We're living under a presidency who has deliberately tried continuously to destroy the country and has only survived due to its hand being held by administration officials and cabinet officials who were able to do so and able to get a shred of competency out of the president after years and years of work and effort.
and d- discussing these debates is discussing an illusion. It's discussing an illusion that these two candidates are, con- are in a normal election. It's discussing an illusion that these two's policy, policy positions actually matter relative to one another, that they're both valid options. But here's the thing, and I'm pulling from something Joe Biden said during the debate here. This election is not about what the politicians will do as much as it is about the character of them and what they will continue to do in terms of serving as their role. It's not about their positions. It's about their competency for the job. And Trump does not have competency for this job. And I can point you, and that that's where the little tidbits I was talking about come in. The moderator asks the president why you can't get a stimulus bill through. The president says it's because of Nancy Pelosi, and she responds with, but you're the president. Every time Biden attacks Trump on something, he responds with, Biden tried to do this years ago, or a variant of that, during the debate. When asked about tax returns, what he was hiding in his tax returns by Joe Biden, Trump said, I prepaid tens of millions of dollars in taxes. And he can't, and that just makes no sense. You can't prepay taxes. He doesn't understand how taxes work. How is he running his own company if he doesn't understand his own, if he doesn't understand economics? Why is he here? And the, I can keep going. I, I haven't even, I haven't even gone all the way through yet. The, he's asked, he's, Biden says during the debate in response to a moderator's question that 500 families are separated and Donald Trump in a moment of blazing incompetency mothers good he it reminds me of the proud boys moment from the first debate it's, he has the chance to say the right thing and he just fucks it up beyond all recognition and then and then and then then Biden calls him jokingly Abraham Lincoln after he says he's done more for the black community than any president, including, but with the possible exception, with the possible exception of pop or including, or with the possible exception of Abraham Lincoln. And you, you know, he Trump, he asks him why, why Biden called him Abraham Lincoln. He wasn't saying he was Abraham Lincoln. This is, this is completely deranged. A moderator asked, just last night, intelligence officials claimed China and Iran tried to influence election. Trump says, Biden got three... Trump doesn't even... Yeah, this is what he said, and I can't even believe it. He basically said that Biden got $3.5 because he was friendly with Putin. Here's the... Oh. Here's the thing. Here, here's, the, here's the problem. Here, here is the fucking problem with Trump right now and his campaign right now. So I'm going to walk you through a scenario. You are applying to a job. You just finished getting your college degree, and you are applying to your first job. And during that college degree, during your life, you once or twice, you know, everybody does it, maybe opened up the Microsoft Office suite, which is a word processing software, essentially. 
and spreadsheet processing software. And you opened up Microsoft Excel and you created a spreadsheet because you needed to do some tracking of one thing or another. You see a job opening and that job opening requires experience with Microsoft Excel. And you think that because you've opened it, you have enough experience to get that job. And you show up to that job interview, the moderator starts ask the moderator, Freudian slip, uh, the interviewer starts asking you how you do something in Microsoft Excel. And you open your mouth and you say, Microsoft Excel is one of my favorite programs of all time. And you never answer the question. You show them a spreadsheet you made and you walk out of the job interview thinking you aced it. That's Trump, Donald Trump during these debates. He's, he has no idea what he's doing. And worst of all, worst of all, he's treating this as a job interview. He thinks he's interviewing for the presidency against the American people with the American people voting on it, I should say. And he thinks he can play those same kinds of tricks. He thinks it's a business deal. He thinks it's a business. But, you know, if you've worked in real estate for years and years and years, and you've worked in all these different businesses for years and years and years, and you went to the fucking Warren School of Business, you did something like that, but your job experience is in real estate, and you go up, when people ask you a question that, and you are directly in charge of people's lives, your mentality is not going to make the true connection of what that means. You are not going to fully understand that the decisions you make impact people live, people's lives. You are not going to fully understand that decisions you make impact the company or impact the world as a whole. It's not a... These are not games. This is not an interview. This is not fun. This is not a reality TV show competition. And you know what? This, this wasn't a debate, really, compared to other elections. This is, this is one person who's in a debate, and this is another person who has yet to fully grasp the responsibility of his own job. And... I don't think during the course of that, he ever did. Now, Trump did attack Biden on a few categories that were better than my Microsoft Excel analogy type of attack. or my, They were better than basically just, uh, well, the way he's been doing things otherwise. Saying that Trump called the black community super predators, oh, saying that Biden, my bad, called the black community super predators when he, in fact, never did that. He attacked, but, you know, somebody could see it as potentially believable in some form. They confuse him with Hillary Clinton. Um, Biden, blah, Trump said that uh, Kamala Harris was more liberal than Bernie Sanders to try and attack him on that, and that was just, you know, that didn't work either. So he said that uh, the stimulus bill wasn't passed because it was a bailout to Democratic cities and states. He, you know, I take that back. He didn't have any competent attacks. I mean, he tried pushing on the Hunter Biden emails. He tried pushing on what was going on with Russia. And, you know, he never, he, he never, he, he didn't get it. 
he he never landed those attacks because as Biden emphasized, those attacks were just Russian propaganda. And the reality is the majority of people know it. The majority of people know that what was on that hypothetical Hunter Biden laptop, that that isn't real. That's Russian propaganda. And it's, it's insanity. And what makes it even more insane is, you, you know how I'm talking about all these different attacks and all these different angles that Trump tries to win the debate? None of these are new. These are the same things he said in the last debate. He's like a fucking tape recorder. He only knows how to say one thing. I think he might be a parrot. He goes up on stage and he says the thing he was told to say and then he thinks that's good enough. He thinks it's good enough to say the same argument over and over and over again because eventually maybe it'll stick. So that's the president of the United States right now. Let, let's let's make that clear. A parrot. A parrot who, in the only moments where he's not repeating everything he says, lets his true ideology slip through. Slip through. Let's it slip through that he's happy that 500 families are separated from their parents. Let's it through that he thinks the Proud Boys, yeah, they should, in fact, stand by and stand ready. And, you know, Biden said that during his inauguration speech, if he became president, he would say, we're going to choose hope or fear. And Trump shook his head. So when Donald Trump is not being guided along a linear path by some form of motivation from his campaign staff, or, you know what, let's expand it to his presidency from the cabinet, he falls apart. He can't, he can't hide who he really is. He slips and he admits that the fact is all of these horrible things happening in the country right now that look like incompetencies, look like slips, are exactly what he wants. I don't think, well, no, I think the president's completely incompetent. Let's get, let's make that clear. But he's completely incompetent in terms of doing his job correctly. When he does his job badly, it's because he's making a decision he wants to make. And he takes pride in those decisions. And he takes pride in separating families. He takes pride in hurting people. He took pride in the last deba debate um, of calling uh, Hunter Biden a drug addict. He, and insulting insulting Joe Biden over his dead son. And, you know, you, you know, there was something the moderator said, oh, this debate was different. This debate was different because the moderator and could mute the mics, or I'm not sure if it was actually the moderator, but the mics were muted of the different candidates when they went over the amount of time. And that didn't always deter Trump throughout the whole debate especially when he started getting more heated. But the moderator keeps saying something over and over again that I think is important. Moderator kept saying, we need to move on to the next topic. We need to move on to the next issue. And every time that happened, without fail, Trump would resist it. Without fail, he would point at something that he thought uh, Joe Biden did or call him a career politician or things along those lines, he would stop. 
You'll try and keep things exactly the way they are right now. And to me, that's the mark of a man who is terrified he's going to lose the election and, to be quite frank, spend the rest of his life in prison or something along those lines. He has many charges against him, uh, many planned charges against him right now, and he's not... He's going to be in a lot of trouble, and he wants to keep things exactly the way they are right now. Donald Trump does not want to move on. And while I would not, well, it's a difficult thing to assert that he is being intentionally, actively harmful to the country as a whole, I believe it to be true that even if he is not 100% actively choosing to do that, his mentality is such that he finds the things to be hurting the country in his moments of incompetency good. And Trump wants to hang on to his reality. He wants to hang on to the reality that he is in right now. He said at one point, we might get the House in the next election. I think we'll get the House. Well, you know what? Right now, there's a 96% chance that Democrats are going to take the House. There is a 70% chance, roughly, overall, the Democrats are going to take the entire government. And yes, the president, as it currently stands, has contingency plans to that. He has plans to entice his supporters to resist the election results. He has plans to contest the results through the Supreme Court. He, I mean, just a few days ago, just, just a few days ago, there were ballot boxes in California that had fire, had flames dropped in them to burn the ballots to the ground. And this is in California. This is a primarily Democratic state. It's the same state where right now the GOP is putting out fake ballot boxes that are not legitimate so they can collect ballots. And when told this is illegal by the state of California, essentially laughing at them. We are living in a country where, in, where there's already been a man arrested for planning to kill Joe Biden and Kamala Harris. You want to know the reality of this? Trump has contingency plans to do anything, and if he was able to, if he had the power to, I could assert with 100% confidence he would be starting a civil war. But unfortunately for him, and fortunately for the rest of the world, he doesn't have the power to do that. And continuing this moment of insanity is not something that his tiny pea brain is capable of doing. So, and there's there's one more point. There's, there's, so I, I have detracted majorly from the debate. I think that's because, the, partially that's because the debate at this point doesn't really matter. It's not a normal election. We're not talking about issues. We're talking about characters. And the debate can show you pieces of that, but at this point, I don't think anybody's undecided. Many people have already cast their votes. A few people who are undecided, let's assess, let's assess that. Let's assess the few people who are undecided who watch this debate. They, I think, will be swayed to vote for Joe Biden. The reason for that is that even though Biden, even though Trump came across as more amicable, as nicer, as more soft-spoken, he wasn't able to stop his true character from coming true. And the reality of the matter is that Biden, every time Trump lied, started saying he would upload the video, he would show the receipts. And Trump isn't capable of doing that because he keeps telling lies. So anybody that was invested, captured by Biden's rhetoric, is going to actually 
pay attention to what he's saying and pay attention to the truth of what he's saying. And I think that'll be the majority of people, even if those aren't people who are necessarily planning on voting for him. And you know what? Those people, the, those people who are going to, uh, who are going to be captured by his rhetoric, they're going to go to that site. They're going to see, and they're going to start realizing that this is a deranged president, and there is no argument, unless you are seriously wrapped up in his cult of personality, that this president should continue to hold office. And when you're, when th- that's done you're going to vote for Joe Biden. So the reality is this is going to hurt Donald Trump. What he needed from this debate was a moment where he could just shoot up in the polls or prove a real controversy about uh, Joe Biden. And he didn't get it. And, you know, he tried slinging shit and essentially fell in his own crap pile. He, he couldn't, he couldn't do it. So Joe Biden won this debate and he won this debate to a point where I think I, I I think at this point, especially with some of the the fundraising um, that Joe Biden's been doing, which Trump at one point in the debate called out as uh, what what to call as being from Russia, but that's and from foreign interests, but that was complete bullshit. Um, and I'm sure Biden will show the receipts for that. Honestly, he, Trump is going to lose this election because of this debate. And because he does not have the money to continue onwards and do a final push. And when election day comes, a lot of ballots are already casted. And a lot of people are going to be enthusiastic about getting out to vote. And the people who are enthusiastic about getting out to vote are going to be Biden's people. Uh, no, let me rephrase that. The people against Trump. Not Biden's people. The people who don't want to live in a world where Donald Trump continues to try and dominate the country and actively destroy it. So there is a final point. Let's just, let's just remember, this is not a normal election. This is not a normal election year. This is not a normal president. And if we remember those things, if we remember how completely out of this world deranged this president's actions are, that leads us to a pretty simple conclusion. Typically in media, as are, were the case in these debates, there's a certain level of respect given to the president for his office. There's a certain level of respect given to uh, him to say that, you, well, even if you don't agree with him, you don't have to hate the man or something along those lines. But you know what? This... This is not a situation where the President of the United States is deserving of the respect that typically goes with the position. Donald Trump is a subpar, subcompetent president. And you know what? He said something particularly disgustingly insulting during that debate. said that the only people who came back to Biden's catch-and-release plan were those with very, very, very tiny IQs like small IQs, trying to imply that the only people who came back to Biden were Biden's catch and release program are people who were actually had a mental issue. Well, to the president of the United States, you have a mental issue. You are the worst, least competent man to ever hold this office. And the reality is, if not for the fact your cabinet has been stringing you along 
every step of the way to make sure you perform the bare minimum duties of your office. If people did not babysit you every day, every hour of their lives, waste time, waste effort, waste everything, this country would be going under. So here's the bottom line. If you want to run as president of the United States, if you want that respect that comes with that role, you need to start acting like a president. And you can start by doing that by actually paying respect and actually recognizing how stupid you are and how the only reason this country has been able to continue to thrive is because you have been babysat every step of the way to do the few good things you have. So continue doing your incompetent actions. Continue fucking up this country. And know that the only things you've done right are the things that you've been forced into doing. The th- or rather, the things the cabinet has babysat you and edged you and moved you into doing when you have been putting in the bare minimum effort. So, you know what? Third debate, Biden won, but fuck the third debate. Fuck politics right now. Let's, let's play this in Donald Trump's game. You have an impossible boss. You have a boss who is quite possibly, and this is all hypothetical, You have a boss who is actively driving your company into the ground, and you have a choice whether or not you are going to bring him back or replace him with somebody that might be capable of doing the job and might differ from some of the views you have. You know that your boss has only worked and only be able to function because you have been spending your time putting an extra effort to make sure your company continues to be functional and making sure he doesn't bring things under. You are in this scenario. You have the choice to make between continuing with this incompetent boss or getting someone competent. You know what the right decision is. And while not everyone might know what the right decision is, you you need to get out there and you need to vote and you need to do that. Because like I said, he has 100 contingency plans, but he can't get any of them to work. So if you vote against him, he will leave. He will leave this office. And finally, we'll have some decency in this country. So that's the third debate. If you want an honest piece of advice on how to continue viewing this election, stop looking at 538, stop looking at polls, stop looking at the headline of the day. Those can all come when Trump needs to face repercussions for them after his presidency is over. Right now, do the right thing. Get out there. Stop listening to shit and vote. Get out there. Vote and end this. And once this is over, you know, we're not going to have a president whose lawyer puts his hand down his pants in a hotel room. We're not going to have a president who actively destroys the country, and we're not going to have a president that needs to be babysat every step away by his cabinet. So make the right fucking decision. That's all there is to this election. Stop worrying about it and vote. And that's the outcome of this third debate. 
It's not about Biden beating Trump. It's not about Trump beating Biden. It's a it's only about Trump continuing to expose his depth, his wild depth of incompetence. And that might be fun to watch. But for the election, it doesn't matter. He's still going to lose. The man is still going to lose. So get out there and vote against him to make sure that happens. Because, you know, right now, the president of the United States might be, like, focused on the 500 migrant families he's separated gleefully. Uh, The governor of Michigan, who he's happily raged his supporters into trying to kill and assassinate. Let's not understate that. Or you might, or the, uh, the, the various black families or uh, families of people of color who are now living in fear because Trump told the Proud Boys to stand up and stand by. He might have come for them, but you know what? You know what? He's going to fucking come for you. And he's not going to stop. So choose hope over waiting for this idiot to slip off, to slip up off of the path that his cabinet is trying to force him on to try and do the right thing and do something actively gleeful and actively destructive towards you and your family. Don't wait for the next empty chair at the kitchen table. Just vote. And, you know, this is the first political podcast in a while. And it's the first political podcast because of that. The politics of the situation. Politics are enjoyable. I think politics are fun. I used to love watching the Democratic and Republican debates, even when things weren't so insane. Um, but you know what? Politics is not the only solution to this problem. The solution to this problem is voting against it. So you can keep paying attention to politics, and I'll probably... Something crazy happens between election day. I'll probably put out another podcast talking about it. Or if things just continue interestingly as usual, um, I suppose, with things how with things the way they are nowadays. But just just vote. Worry about making the decisions you need to make and vote so those decisions are respected. And that's all there is to it. And make a decision to vote for decency and not vote for fear. Well, that's all. This has been Lazy Yet Successful. I hope Donald Trump go, goes off and fucks himself or uh, go, goes off and masturbates to a picture of Rudy Giuliani or whatever the fuck disgusting kind of shit he does after he finishes. And I really hope in a couple months we can talk about uh, the trials that he is probably going to face when he is no longer president. So here's to hoping for that. And remember to get out there and vote for it, and not let, not make the decision to continue to live in Trump's deranged world. So, that's all there is to it. Uh, this has been Lazy Yet Successful, and I will see you guys on the next podcast, whether that's a political one, or whether that's the one I do with my husband, Alan. But for now, goodbye.